Girl, Your Journey Starts Here focuses on helping women in business master their mental health and entrepreneurship. Hosted by Olivia B. Shepard, Transformation Biz Coach, this podcast presents the best content on business, self-development, mental health, and self-care. Based on a completely different approach than other similar podcasts, Olivia also narrates how this content applies to womanhood, feminism, and everything in between. With Olivia, you will have your moment of transformation no matter where you are in your life. Happy Friday, happy Friday, and welcome to another episode of Girl Your Journey Starts Here podcast. I am your host, Olivia B. Shepard, your transformation and business coach, where I am helping women heal old past wounds, grow life skills in order to transform your lifestyle. Sorry, I'm trying to... to Adjust my volume. I sound kind of loud to myself today. Alrighty, so that's who I am. I am so excited to be here because this is number 24. This is episode number 24 of my second season of the podcast. And I'm kind of thrilled because I am so ready to get to episode 25 so that I can end this season so that I can start my brand new season because I, I want to take it back over to the interview side um, of my podcasting just for a little bit. Um, my cocktails and conversations, I thoroughly enjoyed that. So I think I'm going to restart that um, again for the third season because there's so many women that I've run into that I really want to deal with and talk to and understand their healing and their growing and their transformation process. So I am super excited to be on episode 24 um, with episode 25 being next week. So Welcome, welcome to new subscribers or listeners. And if you're just a listener, I'm going to need you to hit that subscribe button, please, so that you can get my episodes every Friday. Also, don't forget to give your girl five stars over on, um, I think you could do it on Anchor and Google and Apple, but you know, give your girl some love, you know, I, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate so much. Um, so let's get right into today's topic. Um, for episode number 24 and today's topic is stop, excuse me, y'all have to excuse me too. I've been painting and I think some of the paint has, I have been inhaling those fumes. So I am not, my, like my nose is running. I am not feeling, um, my best and no, it's not COVID related, thank God. But this is because I've been painting. And so I think all of the, they, I, mean, I haven't had the windows open because it's been kind of cold here. But I am starting to feel those fumes. All right, so today's topic is time won't heal what you are afraid to face. All right, so let's get into this topic. Time won't heal what you are afraid to face. Now, most of you all listening to the podcast are probably listening because you want to heal. You want to see what I have to say about healing. You want to know what I want to, how I started my healing process, what I'm going through. How does that work for me? But I'm still going through the healing process. This is a journey. Okay. So I'm still going through it. But for those of you all who are wanting to heal overnight and quickly, it's not going to happen. 
Okay. And I, it's going to take time, but it's also not, you're not going to heal if you're not going to confront and face the things you need to heal from. So you can be sitting around saying, I want to heal. This is what I want to do, blah, 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 blah. But if you're not going to take responsibility and face the things that you have to face in order to heal, it doesn't matter how long it takes. You're going to be waiting. What do you mean by that? What do you mean? You're going to have to, you're going to have to face the fact of what you need to heal from. I needed to heal from alcoholism. I needed to heal from my toxic ways. I needed to heal from my toxic family members. I needed to heal from my toxic behavior. You're going to have to face the things, the people, the places that you need to heal from. The club, the ripping and running the streets was something I needed to heal from. And I don't care if you think that you're going to start this healing process and you're just going to say a few prayers and do a few affirmations and I'm done. It's not going to work that way because you're not confronting. You're not facing head on what has broken you. See, you've been taught to survive and just barely keep, you know, just barely hang on. As long as you're surviving, as long as you you got you get through the day, you get through life, you get through years, you good. So you're never confronting the fact that you are probably the toxic person. You're never confronting the fact that you live with a toxic spouse. You're never confronting the fact that you might have toxic family members that you you enable. You don't want to confront that maybe you're the toxic person on your job. You're the, you're the broken one. You need to heal, but you want everybody around you to do their part in your healing. Let me say that again. You want everybody around you to do their part in your healing. See, that's who I was. I felt like my parents should have got it to damn together. My husband should have been better. My son, everybody around me needed to be better in order for me to heal. And it doesn't work like that. But when I decided that I had needed to face what was the problem in my healing and what was breaking breaking me, then it came up to the point where I had to go back and dig deep down back to my childhood. I had to go confront the things in my childhood that broke me. See, I survived and suppressed those 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 moments and those that those that trauma for so long because I was just like, you know what, I survived this long, I'm gonna keep on surviving, but not thinking about it, not talking about it, not dealing with it. That's not how it works. I had to go back in my childhood and in order for me to realize that I was um, a sexual sex, sex addict person, I had to wonder how did I get that way? Because I just didn't wake up in the mornings and and became a sex addict. I didn't just wake up one morning and decided to use sex as a coping mechanism. Something happened to me that I suppressed for years Made me the way I was. I, I was. I was acting. 
So when I confronted that situation head on, I had to go all the way back and say, you know what? Me being raped is what happened to me. Me being raped by the person that was supposed to love me is what happened to me. The way that I am is because I was looking for love in all the wrong places because of what happened to me. I was a people pleaser. I was an attention seeker. So I had to go back and heal and look for all of those things that I needed to heal from. I had to, and it, it, it's triggering. It still trigger. It still triggers me to this day. Sometimes when I get in the shower and I think about why I can't do certain things now, you know, sexually or, you know, and, and, I'm, and I'm sorry if this is a little explicit, but you know, Hey, I'm sorry. This is what healing is about. You know, now if you have never been raped or, or molested, then I'm not speaking to you, but this is the healing I had to deal with. And being raped at such a young age does put a damper on your sex life. It does put a damper on how you feel about yourself. It does put a damper on the way you deal with men or women. I was promiscuous for years. Because I, you know what was my actual motto? That if my own father didn't treat me right, ain't no man would. So I always walked around being like a dude myself. So I was always hard on guys. I was always, hey, you know, I'm going to have sex with you. You give, you, you give me what I need to get, and that's I'm keeping it moving. I never wanted to settle down. Why? If my own father could be could totally, this is supposed to be the man that I, that's supposed to raise me, that's supposed to love me, who did the worst thing to me. Why in the hell would I give another, a man, another man a chance to abuse me? So I was surviving relationship to relationship to relationship, just surviving. But when I started to confront that part of my past, when I decided to heal that I was ready to heal, I had needed to go back down that road. And yes, it brought, it brought up resentment. It brought up, you know, unworthiness. It brought up, you know, low self-esteem. I went back looking at my shopping habits. I look back why I couldn't save money, why I couldn't get my, my, yes, it is going to hurt when you start healing. You're going to start blaming yourself for things that you did not do at first at the beginning. Because remember, most of your trauma is not your fault at the beginning. Now you re-traumatize yourself as you get older because you didn't fix or heal that stuff. But at the beginning, it's not your fault. But guess what? I blamed myself. I had to go back through my teenage years. I went back through my my preteen years. I went all the way back through high school, middle school. You know, why couldn't I get it together? And all of that, all of that unhealed, surviving, toxic behavior spewed over into my adult relationships and my adult life. But when you start healing, you're going to have to face whatever broke you. 
If you were abused in relationships as a teenager and you thought that was cute and now you're in a relationship with a man or are you married to somebody that's abusing you and they just, you know, you just barely, you just surviving the day. I'm just going to go to work. I'm going to come home. I ain't going to pay this person no attention. You're not confronting what is breaking you. So you're still crying. You're still walking around sad. You're still walking around confused. Because you're trying to do like I did, if this person would just heal himself or herself, if this person would just get it together, then I'll be all right. That's not how healing works. I always felt that if I just never spoke on being raped by my father, if I never said those words, then I would be okay. But when I had, and let me tell you how a funny way in the, and those of y'all who already know, but God sometimes has a funny way of making you confront the stuff you need to confront because he ended up having a stroke. Who was his caretaker? Now I had to confront all of those suppressed emotions, all of those suppressed pictures in my mind of the things that happened to me. As a child. When he had the stroke. And I had to confront it head on. I prayed about it. But what I did do. And I, and what I what I did was. What we all are still doing. And we still were. We, I still survived. I just still survived. I do think that God asked me to help him. I still believe that. I still believe that I did what I needed to do. But then when I started healing and really wanted to start this process and I started going to therapy, you know, after I had my mental breakdown, after I did my therapy, that's when my therapist was like, Hey, it's time for you to get in sexual trauma um, classes and start. It's time for you to start healing from that stuff too. And I was like, no, you know, Blah, 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 blah. And she was telling me, you know, hey, you need to get him a CNA. You need to get away from him. It's time for you to leave him alone. You've nursed him back to health. Let him go. And much like all of you all, I was feeling the same way. You know, hey, it's my dad. You know, he's sick now. I can't really let him go. Uh, I had did my part. Only for him to betray me again. But it is what it is. He gets no more chances. You know, the next time I probably will see him is in his grave. But I've healed that part. I confronted that part. And when the last time I saw him, which was a year ago last month, it's actually been a year that I haven't seen him. I haven't heard from him. I didn't want to talk to him. I have nothing to do. Like, I absolutely have nothing for him. I confronted him about what he did to me. Now, I'm mad that I confronted him about what he did to me angrily because I was so pissed off doing the time because what we were going through was because he was betraying me again, him and my other family member. And so I was more angrily confronting him than more of the healed me confronting him. But I'm glad I got that out. I confronted the person who broke me. I also confronted my mother. I also confronted my family members. Hey, this is how this is. I'm tired. I no longer want to do this toxic family anymore. Y'all toxic. 
I confronted my husband. And again, God has ways of making things happen because some things happened this year in my marriage that God brought to light or tried, you know, and, 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 and tried to get me to realize, Hey, all right, see, you know, you're going to need to get it together. Well, you know what? He was also breaking me. And I needed to confront that. Time won't heal what you will not be able to face. Yes, you're going to lose some people along the way. But I would rather be, I would rather lose the people and the things that broke me than to stay broken all my life. See, I've already spent my whole life being broken. I don't want to end the latter of my life till the day that I die as a broken woman. I don't want to be Lady O, transformation coach, still broken. I don't want to be Lady O, the podcast host, the mother, the Gigi, still broken. So I confronted what I needed to face in order for me to heal. But guess what? There were people that are gone. These people are gone now. Now as for my mom, she does have room to come back in. But now that I'm healing, it'll never be the way it used to be. And, you know, it bless her heart because she called me the other day about a situation. And, you know, the old, unhealed, broken me would jump and run to their rescue. And I think that's what she kind of wanted me to do. But I didn't give her that what she was looking for. So I kind of just was like, oh, okay, well, this is who you need to call, blah, blah, blah. You know, I kind of was nonchalant. Now, I prayed about it in the car. I was like, Lord, it's not that I don't want to help her. It's not that I don't care about her or I don't love her. But I can't deal with the draining aggravation again. Because this was, once again, another situation that she actually got herself into, that she actually could have got herself out of, but she chose to stay in the situation. See, that's no longer my problem. Because the healed me knows that that was just something that she was going to throw on me so that I can have the burden because she has the burden. She's grown. She can take care of that stuff herself. My mom's not 90. She didn't have a stroke. She's still more and more capable of taking care of herself and doing what she needs to do. Excuse me. Excuse me. She is capable of handling things on her own. Doesn't mean I don't love her. Doesn't mean I don't love our relationship. Excuse me. It means that I love myself more. And that I no longer want to be the unhealed, toxic person anymore. I confronted what I needed to heal because I didn't want to stay broken anymore. And some of you all are walking around not healing what you need to heal because you are so afraid of what your healing may bring on. It's going to bring on pain. It's going to bring up old stuff. It's going to bring on all of those scary thoughts that you've been thinking it's going to bring on. That's what's going to bring on. It's actually going to do that. 
But you got to get through it. Sis, it's time to heal. It's time to start walking around being a grown, broken woman. You grown. You are not a little girl anymore. Nobody is coming to your rescue. It is time to heal. And time won't heal what you won't confront or face. So three things to keep in mind while listening to me. Three things to keep in mind when you finish off of this podcast and you you, you really think about what I'm saying. Three things to keep in mind. And one of them I just said, one of them I just said, no one is going to save you. You are not a little girl anymore. You are not the little girl anymore. And that's what we want. I know that's what you want because I wanted it. I wanted to cry and have somebody come wrap their arms around me and say, are you okay? Baby, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done this to you. Baby, please forgive me. I wanted that. The little girl in this 44 and a half year old body still wanted that apology, still wanted my father and my mother to be parents to me. That's what I still wanted. At this old adult age, I wanted my husband to hold me and tell me, I I apologize for the way things were in our marriage. You know, I I apologize. I love you. I want to, you know, I wanted these things to happen because I wanted to heal. I wanted them to heal so I could heal. But guess what? It ain't happening. No one is going to come save me. But God. So you're going to have to do the work on your own. You're going to have to heal on your own. And you're going to have to heal for you. Nobody is going to come pick you up. And put you on on this little Ferris wheel. And just, just go around in circles with you in life. And just be loved on you. It's not going to happen. It's not. Because see, once you start healing, you're going to become the enemy. So now you got to brace for war. You got to brace for the backlash. You got to be strong because when you're healing, healing is a tough ass thing. This ain't no piece, this cakewalk here. So you're going to have to wear, you're going to have to have those I'm I, I, crying moments in the shower. You're going to have to have those times when you're on your knees and saying, Lord, why me? You're going to have to have those times in the car when you break down, when you hear a song come on. You're going to have to deal with the spiritual black flesh, the, the, uh, the, the emotional backlash, the physical black. You're going to have to deal with that when you're healing. Nobody is coming to save you. You're not a little girl anymore. You're grown. Number two. You're going to have to take responsible for your healing. It's your responsibility. It's nobody else's. Stop waiting on everybody else around you to heal. Heal. And stop waiting on everybody else to change. Stop waiting on everything in your life to change. Before you start healing. You can heal in the midst of your chaos. 
you can heal when the people around you ain't healing. Remember what I said in my podcast last time and what I say constantly in my videos and on, on my Facebook posts. Y'all too afraid to heal and take responsibility for your healing because you're too afraid of who you're going to leave behind. So y'all want to heal, but you want to bring those same people who broke you with you during your healing process. It don't work like that. And that's not how it's going to be. You are going to have to take responsibility for your own healing. Again, nobody's going to save you. Number three, you got to keep in mind, you got to take freaking action. Time's time going to heal what you're not going to face while you're sitting on your behind. Why are you not out trying to get therapy? Why are you not out walking? Why are you not out praying, going to church in groups? Why are you sitting there waddling in your self-pity? Why are you not joining other unhealed women and have sessions with these women so you all can heal together? Why are you not journaling? Why are you not doing the things that you know you need to do to start your healing? You have to take action. You're not going to wake up in the morning and everything is going to be fine and you're going to be healed. You are going to have to do the hard work. The hard work for me was having to confront the sexual side of my life when I was 12. Yes, it's hard remembering the day that I got raped. Yes, it's hard and painful remember the times when I got gang raped. Yes, it's hard and painful to know that I had I had been so promiscuous and so and so reckless. And thank God that nothing happened to me. Thank God I'm not HIV positive. I had no diseases. Thank God that I am still good. Because during the gang wreck, I could have been dead. You know, when I got roofied, that could have been the last time I, I could have been laid. You know, back then, they didn't have anything such as child trafficking back then. And thank God the drugs that they have now that they're knocking women out with, they didn't have that back then. So God has been good to me a long time. And you're going to have to realize that if you don't take the action because you are afraid to bring up suppressed memories, you are afraid to feel those feelings. You are afraid because you don't want to be hurt. You don't, you're afraid because you don't want to bring up the old stuff because you don't want to hurt the other people. Well, I'm sorry. Then you have no plans on healing. If you're listening to the sound of my voice and you think that you can heal some other type of way, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not a therapist, but I promise you, go ask a therapist. If you think you're going to go to your therapist and you're just going to skip all of the parts of your life that broke you and ruined you to, to, into this crazy adult you is now, you have another thing coming, sis. You got another thing coming. If you don't take the action to start healing, you will not start the healing process. It's time to heal. It's time to start walking around as a broken, grown woman. You are responsible for your healing. 
You are responsible for how you end the rest of your life. You and only you are responsible for the thoughts that you think every day. Nobody's going to save you. Nobody's going to come to your rescue. And if you are still sitting on and waiting, if you're broken by somebody who abused you back then and you're still waiting on that apology, sis, it's time to stop. Nobody's going to save you. You're on your own when it comes to this healing process. Take the action you need to take to do what you need to do to get on that path of healing. You can do this. You have been doing hard things for a long time. And listening to the sound of my voice today, this is not a, 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 you know, I'm trying to make you feel bad about yourself, but you know, no, because remember, I am still on my healing journey. I am still confronting things, but I'm taking the action that I need to confront these things. Yes, it hurts. You think that I don't cry? You think just because I get on this podcast and, and, and everything is hunky-dory? It's not. I still have to heal sometimes when I am offended. Sometimes when, I'm, when, I'm, when, I'm e- when I get easily offended, I know sometimes that's the old me. So sometimes I have to pray and say, God, you know, all right, I've been healing from that. Take that away from me today. It's a process. But time won't heal what you won't face. There are some things that I'm dealing with right now that I'm I'm confronting, that I'm taking responsibility about. I know it's my fault. And in order for me to heal it, I had to come to the realization that there were some things that I've done in my life that just are consequences of my actions that I took years ago. Now I'm reaping that. It's painful. It's hurtful. It every day, there are days when I'm just like, you know what? Not today. But I do it anyway. Because I'm determined to go out the rest of my life as a healed grown woman. If I die, I want to die as a healed, grown woman. I no longer want to be broken. I don't want the people who broke me to think that they continue to have this power over me. I don't want the things that broke me to still have that power over me. I want to have power over me. And that means taking action. Because nobody's going to save you but you. And that's it. That is it. We are done with episode number 24. Again, y'all have to apologize for me sniffing and coughing. (laughs) Because, again, I am inhaling paints because I am painting. I never should have took this project on. I, I intended to have this done two, three weeks ago. So that I can get back to doing my live videos. I got, uh, um, oh, let's talk about that right quick before I end. Um, I am going to do a three-day masterclass. 
Um, it's going to be about grief. It's going to be about sad, you know, that seasonal um, affective disorder. Um, I'm going to do a whole three day masterclass about coping through the holidays with depression and, and, and grief and loss. Okay. I'm going to do a three day um, masterclass on that. So look forward to me sending that out so that you all can sign up for it. I'm actually going to do it right before my birthday. So my birthday is on the 19th, just in case y'all need to know. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to actually try to do it that week of my birthday week so that I can just like get it done before Thanksgiving comes around. But I know that a lot of people are dealing with grief. You know, I haven't personally lost anybody close to me um, lately, except for my auntie. Um, but she wasn't that that close, but I love her, and that was my girl. But um, so it didn't affect it. Wouldn't, it doesn't affect me like it would affect you know her children, my cousins. Um, so but when I talk about grief from my perspective, I'm talking about the loss of family members and the loss of your hope and the loss of your you know those type of that's the type of grief that I'm going to be talking about. So if you all want to join me, you can sign up um through the um. The, the 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 link that I will put out so that you can be registered to be in the class. So it's going to be three day master class. I haven't decided what I'm going to name it yet, but just look forward to it. So I think by next Friday I will officially have it up and running for you to sign up, and I'll have the name and everything by then. But I definitely want you to sign up for that. You know, sign up for that because the holidays are hard for people. There are a lot of people like yourselves who are still broken, who are now going to try to survive the holidays with these same people that broke you. It's time out for that. Now, I'm going to go through the holidays with the people that broke me because last year was when I started the process of not dealing with them. And that was a little bit, it was hard. And then there are days that I do get a little sad because there's Thanksgiving coming. I don't have my family with me. You know, sometimes it does get a little sad. But you know, hey, it is what it is. I got to keep going. I got to keep going. So have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. Don't stay broken. Start your healing process. Pray about it. Say to yourself, I'm ready. I am ready to start my healing process and I am going to follow Lady O's steps and I'm going to confront the things that I need in order to heal. I'm going to face them without fear. I'm going to face them with the hope of breaking all of the things that are around me so that I can become unbroken. You can do this. You have been doing the hard things for a long time, so you definitely can start the healing process. So be on the lookout for the three-day masterclass. Look out, be on the lookout for the last podcast of the season of this season two, number 25 on next Friday. I want to thank you all again for tuning in to this week's episode. I am praying for you. I am rooting for you. I am praying over your journey, your healing journey, because I don't want you staying a broken person. For the rest of your life. You don't deserve that. You deserve to be happy. Healed. And whole. Peace. 
You've been listening to Girl, Your Journey Starts Here. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Tune in next time for another episode with your host, Olivia B. Shepard. Until then.